Hello and welcome to Seasons, A Year of Movies. I'm Grace. And I'm Emma. And we are coming hot off the presses. <laughs> Literally just drove home from the theater with our Rise of Skywalker hot takes. <laughs> Fresh out of the oven. Fresh out of the oven. Burned my tongue a little bit. Mm -hmm. Long story short, if you want the quick and dirty, we did not have an unpleasant time with this movie. Yeah. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's not great. It, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff I really like. Yeah. I think I have less stuff that I really like, but there are things that I like about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things to enjoy about it. Yeah. It, was, it did not. Well, it mostly did not make me angry. <laughs> Which I yeah. was afraid that was going to happen. Yeah, I just was, I think I, I had sort of a, the parts that would have made me angry, I just sort of had a resignation towards. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You know? Yeah, so say so. this is. Super spoilers, only spoilers. Yeah, and we're not gonna we're not gonna summarize it for you because mm -hmm. we're, you know, there's like a bazillion places on the internet where you can get that very easily, mm -hmm. um, and read other people's takes and whatever. And uh, and you know, I don't, I don't, I think, I think, I genuinely think, me rehashing what actually happens in this movie will make it make, make me like it less. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're just better. It's better just... for us all if we just go off the cuff. Yeah. Shoot it. Yeah. Yeah, do we have likes and yikes? Um, I have a, I have a like. Okay, what's your like? So, Emil little droid, you know, he's got the wheel. I don't remember his name. Uh, Dio. Name. Dio. Yeah, that's a good droid name. <laughs> and at one point, Ray's like greasing his wheel, and he's like, squeaky wheel. I have a squeaky wheel. <laughs> I no longer have a squeaky wheel. <laughs> Thank you. I like that droid. I like him too. Droids are good. Yeah. Never That's, underestimate a droid. Um, yeah, I was trying, we're, you know, we're going a little bit off the cuff here. Um, I was trying to think about what what's a small thing that I don't like about this movie. <laughs> As opposed to the many large. As opposed to the many large. Structural things. <laughs> um, and, you know, I guess, you know what? Here, Here's what it is. Here's the small thing. We what's talked about this in thing? the car. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like that Carrie Russell, uh, I'm forgetting everybody's name. The cast of uh, memorable characters. Yeah. Zori. <laughs> Zuri? Zuri. I think. Something like that. Something like that. Um, and Poe have like this romance thing going on. Mm -hmm. uh, like obviously it doesn't go anywhere. Um, it really feels like to me, and maybe this is just cynical. Um, it just really feels to me they're just like, listen, we have to make clear to the audience that Poe is not gay. We have to, under you know, he likes women. Yeah, I don't, uh, based on, you know, Oscar Isaac and all of that. Yeah, right. I think that is not cynical at all. No. Um, I think he was well aware. Yes, yeah. That that's why I, I feel like also this is his least interesting performance in these movies, too. Mm. Um, so he's not bad. He's fine. Yeah. But, like, I think I think him, he, and, um, and Kelly Marie Tran are just oh. looking very bored in this movie a lot. Yeah. Rip. Um, anyway, so the thing I was going to say, though, um, obviously in the real world, mm. a man can like a woman and be also into men, you know? <laughs> but in the in the world of Hollywood logic where we get, you know, a three-second kiss mm -hmm. that can easily be edited out, mm -hmm. um, you know, this is, what, this is what we get. Yeah, that's what we get. You know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of my yike. Yeah. Again, is there is there a small thing? 
Oh yeah, it's <laughs> this the the thing I don't like, and I think we'll talk about this scene like more, but specifically mm-hmm. when Ray is hearing all the voices. Oh yeah, this is good. <laughs> When Ray is hearing like this list of all like the previous Jedi and stuff, and I was like catching like oh like who who who's talking, and then like Mace Windu shows up. Yeah, and I was just like, get out of here. Yeah, this. Okay, we talked a little bit about this before as well, um, but I compared this movie to to Into Darkness. I think Into Darkness is a worse movie, or at least a movie that I enjoyed less. <laughs> um, but it feels very much like a bunch of people like like. Like, like, it's like a computer wrote a Star Wars movie based on other Star Wars movies. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yes, this is what people like about Star Wars. Yeah. And that's a moment that I think shows that mm-hmm. is like, like Mace Windu. Mace Windu is like. Is a scary guy. Yeah. And he's, he's one of the Jedi who is like most committed to this idea of like inevitability. Right. Yes, you know, right. like the whole thing with like Anakin where he's like, I don't trust you. Like, you know. Right. <laughs> stuff, yeah. Even the. Uh, Anyway, but like yeah. it was just you know he doesn't belong here. Yeah, there's a really great passage in the Revenge of the Sith novel, mm-hmm. which owns and people should read because it's great. Um, where it talks about Mace Windu, like having a secret love for the Republic, <laughs> and it's just like Mace Windu is yeah, like he's I don't know I'm trying to think of an equivalent because he's he's like more morally principled mm-hmm. than like than like John McCain or you know any of these like neoliberal bad dudes, mm-hmm. but. He's, like, just, like, so invested in an ultimately just morally bankrupt system yeah. of governance. Right? Anyway, so, um, didn't want him. Yeah. <laughs> um, my like, I like the little leather strap on Ray's lightsaber. Yeah, that was, that, I thought that was, her lightsaber is really cool. It's so actually. good. And that's the thing, is I was, like, bummed. Because I was like, this is, like, I want the movie that has that lightsaber the whole runtime. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah. And it's fine that, you know, I get that this is not that movie. Whatever. <laughs> Again, but like, I mean, I think we're just jumping in. If the first half of this movie was the second movie in the trilogy, then we would get that lightsaber more in the third. Right, Because, like, yeah. even, like... Yeah. And that's, I'll say, uh, I, will, I will go on the record. I thought this movie was going to make me really mad at Last Jedi, and it did not. <laughs> I'm yes. not saying. If anything, it made me more frustrated with Force Awakens. Right, yeah. Um, and stuff. And I wish a lot of things were different in Force Awakens that could have then caused things to be different in The Last Jedi. Right. <laughs> well, it's also been... so, yeah. But, but, yeah, like you said, you know, at the very beginning when, like, Ray's like, I'm gonna earn Luke's lightsaber, and you were like, give Ray her own lightsaber. Yeah. And if like the second movie, you know, was like dealing with some of that and stuff, and then like the third movie, we could just you know, right, get her lightsaber. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, it's also just such a bummer how like, you know, she is like the Luke shattered lightsaber, and mm-hmm. then like that's she like brings that back. I thought it was cool. I mean, yeah, there were things there were things I liked about this movie. I liked um, Leia having her own lightsaber. I did not like CGI <laughs> Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. You could have just left the masks yeah, on. Yeah, I was like, and... oh, you solved the problem. You just yeah, you kept were, the masks You on. went for subtlety, and then it was like, nope. Because, yeah, this movie is never subtle <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, I like, yeah, I like, I like Star Wars. I like some of the Star Wars shit in this movie. Yeah. I like... Um, I like the scene where Kylo Ren and Rey are fighting mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, they cut the jar and the stuff comes out mm-hmm. in the, in Kylo's room. Mm-hmm. And like, I thought that was all good. Yeah. 
Um, I like their fight on the ramparts of the... <laughs> yes. Um, I like Ray seeing her weird double vision. Mm-hmm. I thought that was... that. I wish they had done more with stuff like that. Yeah. I love creepy force stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was perfectly fine. Yeah. Kind of liked it better in Jedi Fallen Order. It, Jedi Fallen <laughs> Order does such a good job with that stuff. Because it's so surprising, too. Yeah. It, because, yeah. like, yeah, like the... Uh, in this, we're, like, waiting the whole time for that, you know, hinged saber. Right. You know... Damn yeah which is cool it is cool but yeah. i was like oh this was in the trailer and here it is and now it's done right and that's the thing is like, despite that like weird tv spot they did that gives away the ending of that game mm-hmm. um that game like has a lot of surprises in it that mm-hmm. i felt like they kept under the hood for most of like the early wrap-up marketing to that game yeah um and that was smart of them yeah i think yeah i okay yeah if you want to really fall in order a better star wars thing than this movie <laughs> um you know, it's got, it's got, it's got problems. Yeah. I think, I think you can, I don't know if I think this, I think you can successfully argue that there is an underlying conservatism in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a blatant conservatism in this movie. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, man, we're kind of going all over the place, but Hey, this is the, all... <laughs> this is the pod. We didn't put together any notes. <laughs> no, this is just, you're hearing us right off. Yeah. Normally we like take like a half hour to like prep a structure and like mm-hmm. notes and stuff. We're yeah, just going off the chain. Is, yeah, so we're to just speak. going. Um, yeah. We'll say things I liked. Yeah. Um, I did I, I liked the first half of this movie pretty dang well. Um it was I don't know. Okay, I did I hmm, I did not like <laughs> you were like trying not to laugh in the theater, um, when Palpatine first showed up. <laughs> Um, oh, that's a bad audio spike. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, um, you're good. Not your fault. <laughs> yeah, like all that stuff. Like, I really liked the beginning part with Ray and Finn and Poe, and that like felt so like that just it felt like successful to me in like being kind of its own adventure. Um, even though it was just let's find a thing to find a thing. To, to, to find a thing. Yes, um, yeah. So many MacGuffins <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Um, but, like, I just really liked how they gave us those interactions that, like, felt, like, I much more strongly felt the, like, the weight of the intervening time. And, like, you know, everybody's talked before, like, the time between Force Awakens and Last Jedi is, like, weird and whatever. I don't want to get into that. But, like, no, yeah. that, but, like, that's the thing that I really like about the uh, the beginning of Empire Strikes Back um, is just how, like, you immediately feel like you're jumping into existing relationships. Yeah. And, like, I thought that did really well with that in the beginning mm-hmm. part of this movie. I really like that scene where um, Ray and Poe are, like, arguing about the Falcon and what you should yeah. do with it. And I also thought the scene where he's, like, light speed jumping was, like, yeah. probably the most visually striking and interesting moment in the movie. Yeah. Um, I love I love watching movies with Grace because she just like her eyes like get big or like uh, yeah, you know she right. kind of like not flinches but like is like very present in yeah. watching and during that scene she was like oh <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> you know when they pop out and like in between like all these buildings and stuff and she's like oh <laughs> yeah no I, I just thought that was that was really fun mm-hmm. um, yeah I mean is there other stuff you liked I can talk about I can go off on cinematography off of this but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, the only specific thing that made me, like, 
mad about Last Jedi <laughs> in this movie was I loved the teeny tiny bit we got between Finn and Janna, I think is her name, who is like also like a former yes. conscripted stormtrooper. Oh, right. Okay. I and like, this, yeah. yeah, I like that stuff is great. Finn deserves that. Finn needs, cause that's like something like, I don't know. I like Finn's place in this movie. Um, I see it as like somebody who is like trying to be supportive for other people. And he just like, cannot fully like, and he's like not able to fully understand like right. other people's struggles yeah. because like, that's not how being a person works. Yeah. <laughs> like mm -hmm. you yeah, can't just sure. understand, but like also nobody understands like his story fully. And like, finally, right. like he got someone, you know, like went yeah. through the same thing and like, and all that stuff. And I love that. I wish there was more of it and it would have been better if that scene from last Jedi if that in. scene from last jedi wasn't cut damn it <laughs> I, I think that... i'm so angry yeah about that specifically um yeah. you know anyway if you don't know what I'm talking, if you don't remember yeah, we should, what I'm we talking should. about, there is, and this is not like, oh, it would be, it would be cool, you know, if like this happened or whatever. No, there is an actual cutscene <laughs> when Finn is on the base, um, the First Order base with Rose, and he like runs into some stormtroopers and is like trying to like radicalize them, you know, and like be yeah. like, hey, like this is like what's up this is what happened to me like you could get out or whatever and then phasma comes in and kills all of them and man that would oh, that'd be so good to like final like you know like because i can see just Finn like after that just feeling like well it's hopeless like i made it out and like that's it like no right, yeah. there's nothing i can do and like nobody else can do that and like all those other people are just trapped and then finding this group of people who like also made it out and understand his positions of like oh that would have been yeah. such sweet relief i actually feel like like the way finn's stuff interacts with the broader thematic things in the movie were like i mean the whole thing is like oh ray's palpatine's granddaughter and she's like oh what if i'm bad because I'm my bad? granddad was bad and the movie's like nope you get to determine your own destiny yep. except it's still like by assimilating into a broader heterosexual <laughs> you know ancestry <laughs> structure yeah <laughs> um but I think the Finn stuff, like, actually fits into that in a really elegant way, mm -hmm. where, like, he gets these feelings about, like, instant, and, like, has this sort of, um, you know, like, he has that moment where he's like, oh, they're, they're broadcasting signal from the capital ship. Mm -hmm. and the Force like, sensitive Finn. Yeah. Stop, Sorry you, for you the stop clapping. <laughs> just, I've been waiting four years for Force sensitive Finn. Well, the thing is, the thing is, I, I think this is the thing, is I don't think for it needs to be force sensitive for that beat to work mm -hmm. right and then like i also think like force sensitivity is like a overrated concept in the whole scope of the the saga and i think this goes for like every movie mm -hmm. right like i don't know if i ever get around to writing this padme fanfic mm -hmm. i'm gonna be doing some stuff with like the force and talking about like how everyone has a connection to it that doesn't really translate to oh i can choke people or shoot lightning <laughs> or whatever yeah right um, but, um, you know, and I think, I think like that's sort of the thing is like Finn still has this connection to this broader world mm -hmm. and to this thing and he doesn't need to like be a Jedi in order to get there. Yeah. You know, I think, I think that's nice. I think that yeah. that is one thing in this movie that I think 
substantively adds to like my understanding of Star Wars in mm-hmm. a way that doesn't feel cheap. Yeah. Or um, I don't know, bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think I think that idea does go in nicely with like Leia's path, right? Like she was literally training to be a Jedi and stuff, and then yeah. decided not to, right. right? And stuff, but she like still was able to, you know, yeah, like, use the force, use the force and in like really powerful ways. Yeah. Um, and stuff so, yeah. yeah we should actually talk about leia in this movie mm-hmm. um because you pointed at something earlier when we were talking in the car about how like a lot of this movie is about like like women sort of dying for men <laughs> right or like being sort of and that's like what happens to leia in this movie yeah is she mm-hmm. dies to like redeem kylo ren mm-hmm. um and that kind of blows i think yeah like I oh, yeah, do should... kind of see it as um I don't I don't think Leia's like being manipulative, but she is playing the long game, I think. Yes, because yeah. like <laughs> the whole reason why there are like two lightsabers, right? It's yeah. not for like it's not for her son, it's like for the both of them. Yeah, right. right. And stuff. And so like by cause Ray also Ray gives some of her life force to kylo yeah in order to save him when she right. stabs him yes yeah so he has that and then he also has leia's life force and that is the only way <laughs> i believe that like he is able to crawl out of the pit and then give life back to her yeah so this is sort of the thing is that um this is i think something that nora neither nora and neither nora on twitter there's uh podcaster and uh, tabletop rpg designer she wrote this really great piece a little while ago about uh, knights of the republic mm-hmm. i'm about to spoil knights of the republic because it's integral what this piece is doing <laughs> so in knights of the republic you turn out to be the sith lord revan uh-huh. and the jedi like wiped your memory um, mm-hmm. and tried to like rehabilitate you yes. by basically like erasing your identity um and the thing that Nora talks about in this piece is basically that like this is really horrific and it's like i mean yeah like like you know, Revan like self-determinized. is like a queer figure, right? Mm-hmm. They, because um, they can be, you know, could be either a man or a woman, right? They, um, you know, choose their own name and then choose their own sense of identity that is then taken from them forcibly by the Jedi, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the, you know, the game never really grapples with that loss, or you know, because like the good ending is where you're like, oh well, I'm still a Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and there's not really a third, there's not a way out where you can be like, ah, I'm not, I'm not into what this, I'm not into what my former partner is doing, but also I don't want to be this anymore. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think Kylo Ren's whole thing fits into that in a big way because mm-hmm. yeah, there's a huge emphasis on like, oh, like you're Ben Solo, not mm-hmm. Kylo Ren. Yeah. Right. You're, you know, my son. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is that like, it's just, and I'm not saying, I think this is like, um, I don't think they're thinking about this. I don't, I'm not like, you know, I'm not worried that this is going to provoke like anti-queer stuff, <laughs> you know, but I just feel like there is a way, even if you're going to like redeem Kylo Ren and like mm-hmm. work with that stuff, there's a way for him to self-determine yeah. that that is not given by this movie at all. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a bummer. Yeah. You know, and I think that's sort of the thing is like, yeah, like I, I like the idea of there being this bond and that like that that bond is unbreakable, mm-hmm. right? Or, like, the, you know, the, the way, like, Ray and Leia, like, help him, mm-hmm. like, affects him and changes him. Yeah. That's all fine. Yeah. But it's all filtered through this sort of, like, you have to be what we made you to be. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it sucks. Yeah. No, I do find the 
relationship between Ray and Ren. Um, <laughs> like I do find that compelling, and some especially I, uh, I'm yeah. so tired. <laughs> I have been tired of Raylo for years. Yes. Um, yeah. But like, I still find that connection interesting. Right. Um, especially in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. This when is a really good point, Ray is trying so hard to connect to like the former Jedi. Right. Um, all the Jedi who came before. And the only connection that like seems to stick is the one with him. Yeah. That she like actively does not want. Yeah. I just think, you know, bonds like can be powerful, obviously, right. and, stuff, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they're good. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think it's something because I so I recently a couple nights ago I watched the Last Jedi um, score only cut, which really like I really turned around on that movie. Mm-hmm. It's like probably like top three Star Wars movies now for me, mm-hmm. which I would not have said a little while ago. Yeah. Um, and the thing I think that that movie does super well is that tension between, mm-hmm. like, oh, connection's really beautiful. And, like, all the characters, you know, and I think all the characters are sort of connected and bound together in various ways. And the movie constantly emphasizes that because, like, so many of the cuts are, like, from, like, you know, R2-D2 showing Luke Leia's hologram to Leia in trouble. Or, yeah. like, Finn looking at the, you know, the beacon to, yeah. that leads into Ray, like, cutting to Ray, like, fiddling with the beacon, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the way those sort of, there's this map of connections that's really strong also reminds me of like twin peaks right Mm -hmm. where like the way connections layer themselves can both be absolutely terrifying and horrible and beautifully redemptive and part of this like broader responsibility we have towards each other Mm -hmm. right this movie is not smart enough to Mm -hmm. thread that needle in a compelling way right like it is there yeah and i think some of the stuff like this beat you're talking about i think is really good Mm -hmm. right like i think i understand that moment where like man i wish you know i wish i could not feel connected to this person Mm -hmm. but i do and like i still feel this connection to them yeah right and not being able to shake that is like a really interesting thing yeah but the Mm -hmm. movie's not can't like really do that work yeah no it just like relies on the fact that there is a bond (laughs) therefore it must like end up all right and like they must inevitably like help each other and kiss and kiss yeah (gasps) it just feels the thing is like i think it would be nice if yeah part of it part of it is that we talked about this before as well there's like this movie does not have sexual tension between them like there is a and like i said they're fine like it's not like they're putting in bad performances or anything Mm -hmm. but the those scenes in last jedi like are really sort of um emotionally volatile and tense and Mm -hmm. sort of like and like i mean i don't want to say they're not exactly sexy in any way those pants are not sexy they are not definitely not sexy (laughs) kylo ren's such a dweeb (laughs) Um, but i really but the thing is there is like a there's sexual tension there Mm -hmm. right there is something happening between them that it does not and so when that kiss comes it just feels like it's just like oh like there has to be again also we have to make sure that people know (laughs) we have to know ray is straight ray is not a lesbian (laughs) yeah which yeah, they're just, like, relying on, like, the fact that a strong bond exists. Yes, for Therefore, sure. things will end up all right. And that's just not true. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and I just wish, exactly like you were saying, like, all, all that he needed to, like, make the bond good was just, like, a reminder, you know, yeah. that his dad loves him. Right. <laughs> um, or yeah. whatever. And, like, you know, not so, like... 
there are complicated things, you know, for, like, how this plays out in the real world and right. stuff, but, like, neither of them worked through. That's, like, okay, yeah, that that is a thing that I hate about Last Jedi is mm-hmm. that it also does the same thing, I feel like. Ray is, like, oh, we have this strong bond, <laughs> like, this person who I hated. Yes. And, like, therefore, I must send, you know, send myself in a shipping box. Right, yeah. To, you know, well, the thing is that the thing is that it doesn't work. Yeah. That that's part of like and yeah. the thing is that bond is still there, mm-hmm. right? And I I like understand why you're frustrated by the stuff with Ray, right? Mm-hmm. And Kylo, but I do think like it's not like oh, it works out. Like it doesn't really work out. Like yeah. I mean, Snoke dies. Mm-hmm. Um which is good, I guess. The Emperor made him. <laughs> the Emperor made Snoke. <laughs> the Emperor made Snoke and also apparently a human child. <laughs> Yes, also, this is this is the weirdest thing. The most startling, horrifying revelation in Rise of Skywalker is that Palpatine fucks. <laughs> never could I have anticipated this. Yes. There's no way. That man has never thought about sex once in his life. No. Nope. There is absolutely no way. I don't want to be, yeah. Like, there's just, again, these people have not watched these movies. Yeah. They don't care about them. <sighs> you know. <laughs> yeah, there's all this, all this same-sex kissing in Lady Skywalker. Where's my asexual representation? Not saying uh, that you know it's bad to be asexual. No, no, not at all. <laughs> to be clear, yeah, I'm just making a dumb joke. Um, no, apologies. Um, yeah. But yeah, that um, was. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'll say yeah. Like it didn't like entirely bother me the like you know oh like ray ray actually is somebody you know yeah and stuff i just wish that the movie went harder on the fact that like she is choosing for herself like right. who to be um i said that i've already said this like three times to grace um the moment where she says I am all of the Jedi. I wish she had said, like, I am all of me or something like that. Like, that she is whole and, like, her own thing. Right. And, like, does not need to rely on, like, you know, these structures. Like, yeah, I don't know. And that could have, like, tied into the stuff that I think is good about Last Jedi, right? Where it's like, the Jedi, like, are not good, (laughs) you know? Right, well, and also... Um, But, like, we still have things to learn from the Jedi and appreciate, you know, and all that stuff, but, like, that does not mean... (laughs) Yeah, well, the thing that really hit me about Last Jedi this time is it's, like, so sad Mm -hmm. about capitalism. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is sort of, like, this movie, like, the, you know, part of the thing, and the thing that this movie does nothing with still mm-hmm. although i guess it could just like explain the first order kind of is like the conflict between the first order and the resistance feels incredibly hollow and shapeless mm-hmm. right um you know it's just like a repeat of what happened in the original trilogy right yeah and the thing is in and you know when i watched that story it's like man they, they had a chance here to like expand on that and make that feel real and they don't and that's a mistake watching it again um and sort of watching it without the burden of plot right <laughs> with seeing yeah. these images right it's like Hey, like the con the the way this continues in pop culture and the way we're sort of invested in telling the same stories over and over again mm-hmm. is really violent and horrible. Mm-hmm. Right. And so so many of the images of that movie are like, you know, that violence being done upon people on screen. Like that's the fir- the whole first fifteen minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Is like Poe and I think 
like this also post character stuff works a lot better for me mm-hmm. and this because it's not he is unwittingly a part of this right yeah. he's not intentionally killing people he's doing his best in a difficult situation but is unwittingly falling into systems that will do nothing but exploit him mm-hmm. right and like that whole thing is just really really powerful um and so the fact that this movie sort of is like, hey, it's back it's back to basics. It's the Jedi and the Sith, mm-hmm. right? It resets it in a way that, like, I actually think Last Jedi, like, accounts for in a big way. Mm-hmm. But it's also just a bummer. Like, it's just <laughs> sad, right, that that's what the conflict boils down to, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the thing is, even in Return of the Jedi, um, you know, the conflict between Luke and Vader and the Emperor is deeply personal and circumstantial mm-hmm. yeah. in a way that this movie can't muster, right? Even though it's like, oh raise palpatine's granddaughter mm-hmm. yada 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 right yeah yeah maybe this is maybe that's what feeds into i again it's like hard because we were just talking in the car and now we're talking again yeah um so to catch listeners up i was just thinking about how like the these like throne room scenes in return of the jedi and rise of skywalker are like so similar and like yeah. explicitly so right. which again like i think Woodward. Which Last Jedi already did is the funny thing. <laughs> like, they already did the throne room scene, and you're going to echo it again? And there's going to be a hundred Death Stars this time? Anyway, sorry, let, let, I'll let you finish. Anyway. <laughs> you know, I think, I'll say, I think a lot of this, like, repetition would work better if Force Awakens was a very different movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and not also a repetition. Yes. Um, But... Just thinking about those and how, like, the problem, like, the existing situation is the same, but, like, the motivations are different. Yes, um, And yeah. I think it is, like, I think there's interesting stuff there because in Return of the Jedi, it is very personal, right? Um, and, like, Luke wants to protect his friends and, like, you know, feels responsible for, like, all this bad stuff that's happening and stuff. And so he, like, responds like, in, you know, he's mad about his dad <laughs> and, like, right. mad at mm-hmm. the Emperor and stuff. And so he, like, responds in that, like, personal way. and With anger. Yes, yeah. in, with anger. And, like, Ray is, it, like, is less personal. Because um, she's like, oh, this this person is my granddad, I guess. Yes. <laughs> um, but, um, but I think it's interesting how, like, like, if we saw her as, like, reacting to a impersonal system of power um right because like ray wants to protect her friends and feels responsible for all the bad things that are happening and like all that she sees available the only power that she sees is this power that like supposedly come like you know is her quote-unquote birthright right (laughs) um and stuff and so like i think i i don't think it really deals with this but i think it could be interesting um for it to be more impersonal um and that can still be extremely personal to her like on an individual level um well i think that's also the thing that i've been thinking about is like even though so much of the plot mechanics of this movie revolve around ray being palpatine's granddaughter and stuff (laughs) in kind of the grand scheme of things doesn't really matter that much Mm -hmm. and i feel like this is also the thing and it's kind of weird about this movie is that it relies a lot on the emotional work that's done in last jedi Mm -hmm. even though it's constantly like hey we're gonna not have rose in this movie and we're not gonna (sighs) you know which is infuriating yeah Yeah. um but yeah no i think i agree with that i think there's a i i find the 
emperors see the scenes with the emperor from the jedi which is a movie i think i i still really really like mm-hmm. even though I, you know it's got it's got issues mm-hmm. right um but like being just kind of this nihilism being like hey like your friends are dead the mm-hmm. only path is through me. Mm-hmm. And he's making a very similar pitch to mm-hmm. Ray, but it's more in, like, it's using the language of, like, personal responsibility, where it's like, yeah. you have a responsibility to save your friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you have to join me and, like, become me or whatever. Yes. Right? And I think that's, like, that's the interesting twitch mm-hmm. twist yeah. on that pitch mm-hmm. that uh, I don't think the movie really does much with. But I think you were <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Like, I think there's some there's something there. Yeah. You know? No. Um, there was more you know what i wish there was more of i wish there was more rose i wish there were any rose yeah it's such a bummer and like the thing is that kelly marie trans seems tired in this movie and not like like not like i'm not like oh she looks so weird it's just like she just like seems like she's not awake in this movie yeah and like the thing is in watching last jedi like even she gets her own theme in last jedi first of all (laughs) she is a theme I didn't notice it when I was watching the movie, you know, first couple of times. But she mm-hmm. is a she's a theme. Mm-hmm. She gets a John Williams theme. Hell yeah! And also, like her performance is so vibrant, so yeah. sort of emotional, and like, yeah. and also she's this really great chemistry with John Boyega, mm-hmm. right? It's just like she is one of the best things about that movie mm-hmm. for sure. And like also because I think she she's the one who really shows a path out of what I was talking about earlier, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that this movie shoves her to the side speaks a lot about its priorities, yeah. right? And not, in a, in, I think, in the sense of both the movie and the subtext of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. But also in, like, a broader sort of, like, what this movie is trying to appeal yeah. to on a base level. No, right? it's, the, the part where it hurt me the most is when Rey says to the Emperor, she's like, I will not, like, just hate. Like, I'm yeah. not even you. Um, and stuff. And I was like, that's what Rose is talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and she's not in this movie. You know, the end of this movie is still just another thing that they have to blow up to save the world, mm-hmm. save the universe, right? Yeah. And like, like what I would really like to see after Last Jedi is like, what is it? What does it mean to build something? Yeah. And like, also, I think that's where the ground is set, where it's like, hey, the resistance is like toast. Mm-hmm. You know, there's barely and like, what does it mean to like build and like yeah. give people sort of anger and hope and like means to to rebel and to fight against a, a greater threat right mm-hmm. and obviously this movie kind of does that because all the ships show up at the end yeah or whatever but it's not like if this is a movie about that work mm-hmm. like what does it take to build something new yeah right that's that's no, a much wish, more sort of compelling groundwork to build i do on. wish you know we saw that explicitly but i did really appreciate like the part where everybody shows up yes, right because yeah. it is showing it's not just like oh it's to me, that doesn't even speak, like, in the end, like, good will, will you know, yeah, right. prevail. To me, what that shows is that there were all of these people individually, like, at right, a yeah. small level, like, doing this work mm-hmm. of, like, build, building and surviving and, like, fighting right. back and stuff. And then, like, they are able to all come together. Right. right? And, stuff. and so I do appreciate that. Yeah, well, I like that beat when, like, they're like, how did they get this fleet? And it's like, it's not a fleet, it's just people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, just your common Joes. (laughs) And, like, yeah, I think that's that's fine. But again, like, then the Emperor sends his magic force wave out and just knocks all the ships out until Ray can, you know, distract him enough for things to get back off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's still... Like, it's... it's Yeah, it's not a movie that's about building a movement, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like, I... I agree with you. I like that bit. (laughs) Just fine. Also... I really, Billy Dee Williams seems very happy to be in this movie. Yes. In a way that's, like, very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know what was so good? You know what yeah. was so good? What was good? 
It's Ray calling him out <laughs> because the first time that they see him, he's like, just, he like gives them info and like rescues them or whatever. And then as they're leaving, he's like, oh, like give my love to Leia. And Ray is like, you should give it to her yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you know, Leia has been abandoned by every man she knows <laughs> in her life. <laughs> she deserves some respect. Yeah. Be a friend to Leia. Be a friend to Leia. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have much more to say about this movie. No. I think it's kind of bad. I think it's also, let me, I kind of spoke to this earlier. Um, there is an element of like an, a better version of this movie, mm -hmm. um, is about like, you know, kind of a queer quote unquote, like self-determination, found mm -hmm. family, mm -hmm. choosing like, you know, who you are, who you want to be yeah. over the card you have been given. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This movie has flickers of that. It is not that movie. Mm -hmm. It is frustrating how much this movie ends up being about how, like, you need to sort of assimilate into a broader, like, structure of good mm -hmm. in order to, like, achieve, you know. And that's the thing is that's something I, I, I've seen a lot of people talking about how, like, Return of the Jedi has a similar, like, conservative bent to it where it, like, sort of resets after the chaos of Empire Strikes Back. I don't think I necessarily agree with that. But that is something that that movie leaves open the possibility of something new mm -hmm. in a way that this movie does not, yeah. right? And um, it's, you know, it's it's kind of what I expected. I think it's also, like, it's still charming. Mm -hmm. A lot of it still works for me. I think this is like a, yeah, it's it's a, it's a conservative movie in a, in a fundamental way that is, that is really frustrating. And I think especially, like, like, not that Star Wars does not have issues in this area. Mm-hmm. And with, like, racism, for example, <laughs> right? Um, but I do think, like, the foundation of Star Wars is about, you know, people rebelling against, like, an imperialistic capitalist order, mm -hmm. right? A fascist, you know, group, mm -hmm. right? Um, and this movie is kind of uninterested in that mm -hmm. in a way that's, I think, deeply frustrating. And also, like, points to, like, the thing is, like, yeah, this is, these are people who, like, like the iconography of these movies or like sort of the, the flash and the spectacle of them, mm -hmm. but not, like, what they're really about, what they're really interested in. And so it's, you know, I don't think it's a horrible movie. I don't think I want to watch it again anytime soon. I definitely, like, I was worried that I would just be upset at it, and mm -hmm. I'm not. Yeah. You know? That's what I would, if if you're listening to this podcast because you haven't seen it and, like, don't want to see it, I'm not saying go out and pay money and see it. <laughs> yeah. I am, however, so, like, yeah, for me, it, like, it did not ruin Star Wars for me. And, like, just reminded me that, like, Star Wars is what I want it to be. <laughs> right, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's something that's really great about The End of Last Jedi is that it's very dem democratizing. Um, mm -hmm. And something that's been so weird and frustrating about the conversation about, like, fan entitlement around Star Wars, which, to be clear, is definitely a real thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think people, I mean, yeah, not that everybody who dislikes The Last Jedi is a weirdo or whatever, or the, you know, but just, like, there are, you know, people who are really mad at, like, Star Wars being, you know, controlled by people who are not them <laughs> and but the thing is that like like yeah i don't want star wars to be owned by disney i don't want copyright to function in the way it functions as like a cudgel against people who want to sort of like work within and make new things right i want the stuff to be open and there is some level of like it already is open right yeah. and if like you were frustrated with this movie or frustrated with last jedi or like any <laughs> of these things like you can make something that is your own mm -hmm. and that doesn't have to be star wars you don't have to write star wars fan fiction to do that right but um, I think, like, you know, choosing to see beyond the options that are given to us by capital mm -hmm. um, is, I think, like, I think, you know, Last Jedi, like, beautifully does encourage us to do, right? Mm -hmm. But it's something you can do in spite of Rise <laughs> of Skywalker, right? This is not... And the thing is, that movie does not 
does not kill that dream i think there's like plenty yeah. of interesting ways to build off what's in this movie and what yeah said, no right? like even watching this movie just allowed like gave me like more info and like the space to think about like oh what do i wish was different in the force awakens which is a movie that i do really like yeah and like what do i appreciate in the last jedi which is like a movie that i've struggled with um yeah. and stuff and so just like seeing more of that even in it's you know um even like with all the like challenges and disappointments that came with that like it just like anytime i you know am faced with like new and more star wars like it just opens up new pieces of my brain like inside right. my brain that i can like work with and right. mess with and just have fun like thinking about yeah well i think that's sort of the thing is every every um there's a thing i think it's it's coming from something else but marilyn robinson uh, who's an essayist and novelist um and she's yeah i don't know she's all right like her book it's pretty interesting and good uh, but she talks about i think it's a lutheran idea or maybe a maybe a calvinist idea um but like when you meet someone like god is asking you a question Mm-hmm. And like, how are you going to answer the question, mm-hmm. right? Um, and this sort of this is a way of like kind of viewing the world in an empathetic way and trying to like understand like how am I supposed to like react to or respond to what is happening to me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think that's a that's a productive way to think about art too, where it's like, what is this asking of me, and how can I respond to it? And that includes like art that like is bad, right, or <laughs> is frustrating, or not what you want it to be, right? There's a lot of sort of. Um, and I think viewing it as a conversation and also like if you, you know, if you are out here and you're like, man, I really wish Finn and Poe were gay. Guess what? There's so much stuff being written by queer people about, you know, like star-crossed, <laughs> literally star-crossed lovers, mm-hmm. you know, who are gay, right? <laughs> you know, there's so much work being done in in the space of like i need to do a better job of like embracing it and there's like stuff in star wars right there's like halcyon station which is about you know like a bunch of gay people in <laughs> star wars right struggling and having a bad time and trying to make things work on a space station right and mm-hmm. like you know and there's stuff like you know like i don't know friends of the table i guess would be an example where they're like is heavily influenced by star wars but also dealing with you know kind of confronting things that like star wars in its massive monolith cultural monolith would not be able to confront mm-hmm. right there was stuff there's work that's being done in these spaces and i'm not saying like yeah i love star wars i'm really glad that we did this podcast and talked about all those movies and i'm really glad that like i'm still engaging and sort of interested in star wars and mm-hmm. like i'm going to continue i i want to get into the novels like mm-hmm. like for real like that's something i want to keep in my life but also like you know you have this power and i have this power yep where the the force belongs to us like these stories Mm -hmm. are ours and we can do with them what we please right and that is always always true yes i i was mostly listening to you i was also just (laughs) thinking a lot about if finn and poe were gay and in a relationship and how good the like fighting in this movie would be yeah it would really be good it would be so good because oh oh man yeah no i'll just yeah just the way that finn is the glue between ray and poe and and then the struggle between like poe wants to always put the mission before ray and finn always wants to put ray before the mission yeah it's very good yeah. And I want more of that shit. Right. No, and I think also <laughs> something that's really great about that stuff is um I mean, I just I really wish that this movie 
did character work in the same way even force awakens does which i think is weak on this on this front right um okay (laughs) yeah yeah i know i know okay all right i mean no i think the characters are good the baseline is good Mm -hmm. i think that movie does not do interesting things with them i think last jedi does a better job which is i know hard for you to take as well (laughs) okay (laughs) um but the thing is rise of skywalker has tons of fun character interactions right it's Mm -hmm. charming to be around these people they are still fun to be around but there is no story with them you know you get a story with ray and kylo there's a story there there's a story there's not a story with with finn and poe and ray right (sighs) and i wish there was there and the flickers of those stories are in my brain yes but yeah exactly the point right anyway star wars belongs to you don't listen to the bourgeoisie pigs yeah da- da- star wars daisy ridley and john boyega are treasures my sexual awakening <laughs> <laughs> yeah emma literally nothing but me, respect yeah emma literally sent me a picture from them on the red carpet for mm-hmm. as skywalker and like you know they're just like all dressed up and looking looking good you mm-hmm. know and I was like, this is why I'm gay. <laughs> it's true. So, so yeah, shout-outs to that. Shout-outs to being gay. Shout-outs to being gay in fiction in ways that can't just be quickly edited out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shout-outs to Star Wars, a thing that has genuinely enriched our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hope that it ceases to be bad for the world in general in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Give... Kelly Marie Tran, everything. Give her, every, give her a movie. I don't know. I don't know what I want. I just think someone's got to make hire her. Is what I'm saying. If you, if there's, I know there are film directors listening to this. <laughs> I know you're out there, JJ Abrams. If you, you're a coward. You should give Kelly Marie Tran a whole damn movie. Give her a whole damn Star Wars movie. Rose, a Star Wars story. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my fanfic. Yes, that's your fanfic. Right. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Well, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, we should do our spiel, which I should have written down. But yeah, we are hosted on the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network, which you can find at abnormalmapping.com. Mm-hmm. And you can support on Patreon at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. Mm-hmm. Please do. Yeah. You can find the show at abnormalmapping.com slash seasons yes <laughs> Norm- seasons, oh seasons movie pod okay yeah normally we have this written out yes we do yeah you can also find the show at, on twitter at seasons movie pod <laughs> and, and at seasons pod at gmail.com for yes. questions yeah. <laughs> if you can find us personally yeah. um i am on twitter at you of wales yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at Grace underscore Machine, and you can find the writing that I do at graceinthemachine.com. Mm-hmm. If you haven't already, you should read her piece that was featured on Uppercut um, yeah. about Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. We discussed. You can also read, there's a link to Letterboxd on my Twitter and also on the website. I wrote a big long thing about Last Jedi that I think is pretty good. I'd like more people to read it. So, yeah, those are things I have to plug. Anyway, thanks so much for joining us. Hope you have a great time, and, you know, may the Force be with you. Always.